0: You're listening to the Row Dental Podcast. Today's topic, preparation and cementation from the doctor's perspective. For more information on the topics covered in this podcast, please visit our website at www.roedentallab.com. To speak with an expert, you can email us at info at or give us a call at 800-228-6663. Stay informed on the latest dental news by subscribing to the Row Dental podcast feed on Spotify, Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts.
1: Okay, so we want to basically just understand, you know, we sit here all day and we make crowns and we, we make nice appliances for patients, but what is that process of how the doctor uh, deals with the patient and goes from start to finish to, to make one of these? So um, if you want to understand, you know, a crown preparation to cementation, then Uh, We're going to review that here over the next 30 minutes. Um, And then I have a helper today. I don't know if you guys all know, but Bianca works with me in the full arch department. You can say hello. And Bianca will tell us a little about herself too, because maybe some of you don't know her background. Okay.
2: Yeah. So my name is Bianca for those who who don't know me. um, I'm from Brazil. I graduated in 2003. And I've been working here at Rowe since 2018 um, with Sam in the full arch team, and we've been designing full arch cases.
1: And, so and, and in Brazil, you were a
2: yeah. Well, I am a prosodontic. Okay. Yeah. So, so my background is basically crowns and bridges, and here I'm doing the full arch. Okay.
1: So yes. we we have a dentist here who's going to help, and that, that's on staff with Rowe So over everyone.
2: Thank you for helping. Thank me. you.
1: Okay. So we'll get started today. Um, Basically, um, how do we get here? How do we? This, today's about how we get from this uh, to uh, the lab, okay? And how the, how we get from the lab back to the dentist, and just understanding the process, how that works. So it's really going to be key today to stop me and ask a question, if you have, okay? Like I said, I really want participation. I'm going to ask questions. Please be involved, everybody, okay? Um, and and this is a really good uh, slide here because it kind of breaks down that whole process into six steps and we're going to talk about the steps and where we fit in okay and where do we where do you think we fit in we kind of really fit in in the process of a patient getting a crown we kind of just fit in right here right we fit in between five and six okay but you know there's some other parts of this um that are important too, Bianca, like maybe number two, maybe you could talk about number two, why is that important?
2: So it's really important when you're planning uh, like a big case um, to take an impression first, because this impression is gonna be your study model. So when you take an impression, it's really important also to see what shade you want. And then you can send to the lab for them to have, oh, I like this shape, or maybe you can, you wanna change the shape. So it's really, really important when we have that. Sometimes I know that we don't. <laughs> we have to just be creative and do whatever we want. But this is really important. If the doctor, you know, spend time doing that, it's gonna help us a lot.
1: Yeah, How, and by a show of hands, like we, we all work on dental cases all day. How many of you with a show of hands like to have a study model in the pan? Every hand in this room better go up, okay? Because we love to have a study model. Why? Because it kind of takes the guesswork out of it. We know what the patient had, we want to try and get close to it. So that's an important step. So it's a nice uh, way to break it down. We're gonna get into some of that right now. Okay, so how does a dentist know when to make a crown? Okay, you're a patient, you sit down in the dentist's chair. How does a dentist know, hey, you know what? This tooth needs a crown, I don't know. Maybe he wants to buy a Porsche next month and he wants some, <laughs> some extra money. So every patient that comes in this week is gonna get a crown. Okay, no, that's not the answer. It would be, maybe sometimes it is, but that's not the right answer. All right, so we wanna talk about reasons and maybe we don't work with these reasons, maybe it doesn't matter to us, but we wanna understand the process and why a doctor does it. And a lot of it has to do with um, some simple things. Uh, Fillings are too big, uh, root canal therapy. Um, Bianca, we'll get into it, Um, but just so we understand some basic anatomy here, um, yes yeah, you know, so, um, tell us a little about these things
2: real so quick. So, when, when it's too big, like when you need a feeling that it's really, really big, you can see like the first picture um, that the feeling is almost touching the pulp. Uh, the pope is like the very, um, the, the part of the, the tooth is alive. Okay, so
1: so when we see an x-ray and we see this little gray area in here Mm -hmm. or these these gray lines in here, what is that is?
2: So this is the the, the canal, so the root canal, so sometimes the feeling is so close to that that the patient can start feeling pain, um, the toothache, for example. And as you can see, the first one is a feeling because all the margins, they are like, the shape it's a little bit weird. So that's why you can tell it's a feeling. Um, This will fail in the future. That's we know that. I don't know, maybe the patient is already in pain. I, I can't tell right now, but it looks like it's pretty close to the pulp.
1: So when, 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 just when we look at a, an x-ray like this, or we do an MOD onlay. Does everyone know what an MOD onlay is? MOD? Raise your hand if you don't know. Okay, an MOD onlay is a mesial occlusal distal. It means they prep the mesial occlusal distal. They didn't prep anything other other part of the tooth. So it's called an MOD onlay or an A a MO onlay could just be mesial occlusal. So it's just a term for what we already know. But when you look at something like that and it's wavy and it's prepped in different directions, that's a conscious decision a doctor made to save tooth structure, right? Mm -hmm, right. Now there's a reason it's wavy. Why didn't the doctor just make a straight line across and take away the whole tooth? Because we want to. Pre-
2: preserve the you, tooth. You
1: yes. want to preserve some tooth. So that's a good sign. That's a sign that a doc- doctor is taking a conscious effort to prep only the decay, okay? Only mm-hmm. the caries that are there for us, right? Right. And then um, and what here, is uh, root canal therapy? We can talk the about. The root
2: canal therapy when you need to remove all the pulp and then you're going to treat. Um, Oops, Yes. push the wrong. So you can see the white surface, the white, um, surface, uh, the white can you show Sam with a, yes. yes. So this is, this is showing us that the, the root canal therapy went there. Okay. Um, and then after that you place the crown, so this patient won't feel pain anymore. So that's the combination of a canal issues and large feelings.
1: Once we, once we're gonna get into it in the next slide I think coming up, mm-hmm. okay. And then so what, so that's basically the main reason, but the other reason is what, is this, right? We do a lot of this, okay? We change people's lives, we change, these crowns and we make uh, uh, things for people for what? For aesthetics and cosmetics. It's a huge part of this industry. So that is a huge factor. And then also shade, right? We're right. changing a person's shade. So shade, cosmetics, aesthetics is also a huge factor in what? why a doctor's decision for making this.
2: Yeah, and a trauma can cause that too, the, the aesthetics right. problem. Tra- so you can try too. to bleach the, t- the tooth, but it's not gonna work. So then you can do a crown.
1: Um, and here, I want, we want to get into a few things, okay? And I know we don't work with this, but we, we should understand why a doctor is choosing to make a crown. This is what we talked about in the beginning, okay? And I want to explain uh, this slide. But at first, um, Bianca, this is a, a case of, of a patient who had fillings and mm-hmm. they need a crown because of what?
2: Because there you can see some cracks around the, to, the, the restoration. So it, this is gonna fail or it's already failed. Um, so then you're gonna go for a crown.
1: Yeah, I know this blew up really quick and we lost a lot of resolution, but when you mm-hmm. look at it on our laptop, there are cracks in the tooth. There are cracks going down through the tooth. Mm-hmm. So um, that, that's pretty much one of the main reasons. And I really want to get into this. Now, has anyone heard the term in here carries before? Okay, so not a lot of people know what the word caries is. And the car, I mean, that's a term that doctors use. Um, it really means what? Deca- it
2: means, decay, um, decay like the caries are one of the most common disease that you can um, have in your tooth. Um, it, it's the one of the most treatable ones and preventable ones. So if you brush your teeth like twice a day, you won't get there. <laughs> so first of all, it starts with the bacterias on your animal. It breaks down the animal and starts going to your treat. So, um, then can affect your pulp. So that is going. It means that you need a root canal therapy. And if you don't take care of it, sometimes people are just so scared about going to a doctor. So they're just taking painkillers, and then the the bacteria starting. You know, grow and grow and grow, and then you can end up having an abscess. Um, how, how
1: does a person know if? They have a carry. Like, when? Are, what are Like, what are um,
2: they? First of all, you can sometimes you can see it like a brown stain or white. Sometimes it's white when it's starting, when just beginning. It. Um, you can feel pain, sensitive, or you, it's hard for you to chill or sometimes your tooth breaks. So that's a sign of a carry.
1: Okay. And so, and this is a good instance where a doctor might fill this with a filling, or here at this point, a doctor might. Uh, drill this out and fill it with an, an occlusal onlay. Okay, so that's why so we do onlays and then at this point uh, It might be too far along where if you get this Bacteria down into the pulp it will affect the bot the root here and you'll get an abscess and it's, at that point well, you will need a root canal and a crown over the tooth. Oh, and this is just a big yeah, picture of what ch- we were ch- just ch- talking about. I forgot. How
2: does it work? So, yeah. it starts uh, with an occlusal surface or sometimes in the interproximal, They are most common areas. Um, and then the bacteria starts going through your tooth and then until it affects your pulp and then you're going to have a lot of toothache. And this is, uh, the, the pulp is basically a lot of tissues that are made with nerves. So yeah. that's why it's so sensitive. Um, sometimes you, you don't know where you're feeling the pain because it can spread around your, your jaw or maxilla. And that's why it's so important. If you see something else, just go to a doctor and treat yep. it.
1: All right, so now the decision has been made to, make, to get a crown, and just by a show of hands, how many people in this room have actually had a crown made and put in their mouth? It's pretty low. I mean, I'm seeing 30%, so a lot of people don't know the process, okay? And, and so it starts with this. Right? <clears throat> a doctor will make a decision on a tooth and begin the process of carving that tooth away for us. Once the doctor has a basic rough draft of the tooth, this is only the beginning. Okay, once the the tooth is prepped, the main substructure of the tooth is prepped, there's still, look, undercuts here, there's sharp angles here, look at that. We can't make a crown there. That's the point, I can cut glass with that thing, right? This is only stage one. Stage one ends, the doctor takes this black rope and puts it the in there, cord, what is that black rope for? This is
2: the cord, it's really important when you're doing like interiors, that you don't want to show like the finish line of your crown. So it's really important to take time and place the cord and then take an impression after that. Okay. So you remove the cord, you take you leave it there for five minutes or less than that and then you're just going to take it out, you can blow air and then put an impression. And we'll
1: have a video of that, but it, this initially gives the doctor a little bit of room too. Mm-hmm. So the doctor will place this, and then we're going to go back and um, refine. Okay. We actually see a lot of
3: impressions
1: that have the cord in it. Yep, yep, we're going we yep. to show that. That's actually coming up. We'll talk about that. So once the cord is in, okay, play, okay. Once the cord is in, now some of the tissue is retracted. So this burr, when they're going back here, doing what? Refining this prep with a, with a fine burr. The tissue's moved back, and it's not going to get beat up and cut and, and in the way. So there, it's a two-purpose two process, okay? Yes, exactly. And once the cord is taken away, that tissue comes back, and it's healthy. Okay, so real minute detail. Look at that. You can actually see the grains and, and the nice shoulder of the, of the preparation. And and there's something here I wanna talk about that's really important. And that's why I kind of froze the video and I took a picture of this to put it up here. And I just wanted to talk to you about, and this is something we all have to know about in the lab, is the type of preparations. And what do we see here? This is a great example of why a doctor would choose a specific burr that would give us a specific preparation. And the most common one we work with is this chamfer, okay, called a chamfer. And you can see that the decision of choosing the right burr will, gives us the most advantage in making a, a properly seated and nice sealed marginal crown. Okay, so the, the burr choice here is correct. Now, what, what, correct. what would we talked about this earlier? I said to you, Bianca, why? would a doctor choose a different burr? Why not just always go to this? Why do we get preparations that have mm-hmm. feather edges? Why, do we, why would a doctor take a shoulder burr and cut a 90 degree? And, but I said to you, I would never use a feather edge. Mm-hmm. Why would a doctor choose a feather edge and give us no margin to work with?
2: Yeah, because sometimes it's lack of space. You don't have space, so you need a, like, to, a thinner burn to, you know, to do the preparation. So that's why sometimes that's yeah. And we, the, we want yeah. to save and preserve. In, in maybe preserved. a doctor wants to preserve. Yes, correct. Okay.
1: So maybe a doctor wants to preserve tooth structure, okay? So that's, this is part of the process for them that they're doing in the chair for, for us, okay? And then here we have the final pro- process, okay? Now once you're going to see in the video, the first cord was placed, now another cord is placed, okay? So watch the process here, okay? There's two cords going into the mouth between the preparation and the tissue. Okay. Two, different
3: sizes.
1: two different sizes it could be now this cord is also soaked in a solution to prevent bleeding correct correct okay.
2: and it depends how much space you have between the gum and the tooth so that's why you pick right like, yes. So we're
1: creating space now with the yes. cord the cord goes in to create space see we put it in to push the tissue away now that this tissue is pushed away what do we see we see beautiful margin Right? So now, how do we transfer that beautiful margin to us? We do it this way. This is called light body. Okay? It's a very viscous, very thin impression material. It's called light body. They do it in two stages. There's a light and then heavy. Heavy goes in the tray, light goes like this. With air, it's squirted and pushed into the preparation. Notice what? No bubbles. No bubbles. No bubbles. You
2: push the to push that material. Now
1: kitchen. the impression. Okay, with some light in there and heavy, the two come together and they merge onto the preparation. Okay. And then, voila, five minutes later, while you're sitting there gagging and saliva is mm-hmm. pouring out of your mouth. Okay. We have this. Okay really nice clean thin margin and what Matt said is what sometimes I don't know if you've all seen it but we take an impression and what there's a cord still in here Okay, and it's important hey don't pull that out if, if it's gonna affect the margin leave it in there and pour it up right okay. yeah, we don't want to tear it okay So now we, yeah, that's right. So we have to make sure not to yank it out and tear it. So now we understand the importance of this, okay, why we get certain size preps, why we work, why, we, why this happens. It's based on the re- uh, preparation type that the doctor wants to give us and, uh, it's, and the amount of reduction that a doctor wants to give us if it's if it's kelly's team and they're doing a veneer obviously you don't need that much room and you can choose a thinner burr to prepare the tooth we would love that much room room. right right bianca when a doctor sits down and prepares a tooth for a patient is the type of final restoration a factor in the tooth reduction
2: yes sure okay. if you need more space you're going to have to okay. you know okay
1: so before you prep a crown you're already you, say, pre- you already said okay this person's getting an emax veneer exactly. this person's so getting a crown a gold it's so crown so you, see, when you, you know when you choose that burr and you decide to make a preparation you you know already what material you like yes. and what the patient's yes. going to get okay you
2: have to plan everything in the first place
1: oh I do have a quick video I want to show you guys about a, before we get into the second part of what we're talking
3: about today. Zirconia crown. Zirconia crowns can be cemented minutes. with a resin modified glass ionomer cement, but bonding with the resin cement is indicated for short or over tapered preparations. The crown is first tried in and the margins and contacts are verified.
1: Now we're getting into the Occlusion seating and the, the placement paper. of the crown in the mouth. The mount. crown is
3: then adjusted by a fine red-striped diamond on high speed with water cooling. The zirconia is then polished with a Dialite ZR polishing kit. Polishing zirconia helps to prevent wear of the opposing tooth structure and blunt any cracks produced from grinding. First, the medium-grit green point is used, and then the fine-grit red point. The armamentarium for preparing a zirconia crown for bonding is alumina particles and an adhesive or primer that contains the molecule MDP. In this case, we will use the universal adhesive, Scotch Bond Universal. First, mechanical retention is achieved on the zirconia. The surface of the zirconia is particle abraded with 50 micron alumina particles. What
1: is mechanical retention? Something we should know. Did anyone answer that? What is the difference between chemical retention and mechanical retention? Those are two terms we should know.
3: Point space being filled by, uh, being filled by, uh, or cement. cement. Right.
1: So, so ke- that there's an actual mechanical bond on either, in either
2: direction,
1: so that it blocks it. Exactly. And, and mechanical retention is obtained through abrasion. Okay? Abrasion or an undercut. If we put abrasion into the crown, there's tiny little scratches and things in there, which gives the cement mechanical retention. Chemical retention is when we're
3: relying completely on the cement. The particles are then cleaned from the crown with air and water. Zirconia is a crystalline structure without glass. Therefore, it cannot be etched. In order to obtain a chemical bond between the zirconia and the resin cement, Scotch Bond Universal is applied to the intaglio surface of the crown. Scotch Bond Universal contains a molecule called MDP, which bonds to the zirconia of the crown and the resin of the cement. Chemical retention. The inside of the crown is then thoroughly air-dried to prevent puddling of the adhesive, which may prevent complete seeding of the crown. The inside surface of the crown can then be light cured to achieve optimal bond strength. Light curing, however, is optional. The crown is then covered because MDP can be inactivated by ambient light. Scotch Bond Universal is then applied to the tooth surface in either a total etch or self-etch mode. The adhesive is thoroughly dried by the application of air. The adhesive is then light polymerized. The crown is then filled with a resin cement such as Reliax Ultimate. The crown is seated with firm pressure and margins may be reexamined to ensure complete seating. The patient is then asked to bite in maximum intercuspation for one minute on a cotton roll. Gross excess cement is removed with a microbrush. The cement is tack cured for two seconds at the buccal and palatal margins. Excess interproximal cement is cleaned with floss. Additional cement may be removed with an explorer or scaler.
1: Okay, I'm going to stop right there because we're we're going to get into. Uh, remember the first slide we had our step between five and six. I wanted to just show you that. There's a lot for a doctor to do, even in cementing one crown. Now imagine multiplying that by many crowns. There's a lot of steps involved. When things don't go right, when we don't follow their instructions, there's a lot of steps that can affect the doctor's day. So I wanna talk about that little area between five and six, now where we come in, okay? Now I'm gonna ask you, what are the things that can affect cementation? What are some things that we do in the laboratory that can affect this process for the doctor, that cementation? Anyone? Oh, Thank you. That's
3: what I want to say.
1: Anything else? Hi. Okay. Hi, yes, all good answers. Uh, okay.
3: Too much space
1: inside. What does this mean when a doctor seats a crown and they have a patient? When you did this, this was like, oh, God, what, yeah. what does this mean? <coughs> when there's no that. occlusion on natural teeth, and then they're showing this on the crowns, what does that mean?
2: So you're losing you just said it. a lot of time doing that because when you send to the lab like an impression, where you're expecting is like a crown that fits perfectly. They don't need to adjust anything. So if you have to grind a lot, you're going to lose the glaze. So it right. will never be perfect as it was before. So you want to just place the crown, and that's it.
1: So when, when the person puts a crown in and taps, and the doctor sees all these marks, but then no marks on the other teeth, it means adjustment time, right? It means that the crown was too high. Another factor, constantly putting the crown on and off, adjusting contacts, right? That's something we do.
3: Also, the, the crown and the prep is supposed to be completely dry. The if there's of course or something, that would affect the,
2: uh, Yes, injury. that's why you have to isolate the area.. Yep. Yep.
1: What about shade? Is shade a factor when you're doing a posterior molar? Yes. Okay It is. How many people are if you're a patient and a doctor puts in a case like this where the shade is a little bit different than your natural tooth, How many people would turn that crown away? Some people would, some people wouldn't, right? Uh, some doctors would, will cement this, some doctors won't, okay? Shade can be a factor, so that's Patient why... I, can be a factor, what's that? Patient could be a factor. I don't care what color it is, I just want to get out of here. I just want to get out of here, mm-hmm. yeah. That's, that's a great. True. That's, that's true. true. Right. Did you get a lot of patients that way? Did yeah, you talk especially about in patients? the
2: posteriors, sometimes you can't see it, especially if it's on the lower, it's hard. But the anteriors nobody wants to have, like, different shades in right. tooth, right?
1: So, so tooth number and what they're doing is a huge factor in that. It is. Yep. Um, and then final, th- this is a slide we can talk about because <clears throat> final adjustment means what? When you're doing a lot of grinding and adjustment on a crown, we're, we're taking away the glaze, mm-hmm. your time. Your kay? time. You have a certain amount of time in a day, doctor. Mm-hmm. You give a patient an hour for putting in a crown but it's showing a really high, contacts are heavy, you're spending a lot of time doing this. How does that affect your day?
2: Like- uh, yeah, the, the, pa- the next patient will be late, probably. Um, and also, you're gonna call the lab and ask, I mean, what's going on? What happened to my, my crown? And I think that here in the lab, we know that sometimes the doctor, they don't send us the right stuff. Um, but f- for sure, this is an issue. Yeah. And-
1: yeah, this could, this could make for a long day uh, for a doctor. And, and I, ideally, uh, this is something we use um, that's so important and that every doctor has a preference, and we know this piece of paper. We, all, we use it here in the lab, but you know, if a doctor asks us for black and it's very light and open in the mouth and the patient doesn't have occlusion, well, it's not our problem, right? Right. We, we did what the doctor asked us to do. We follow this, and this this is this preference is really all we have to go by and, and go with. Um, ideally, the doctor wants a crown, throw cement in it, throw it in the mouth, and be out and, perfect. and be done right. I guess um, you know. I just wanted to end this by just leaving it open to you for any questions while we have Bianca here, and you know. Final expectations are what? you know. Who's our client, really? When we get an Rx with, with an impression, who's our client? Would you, is our client this person or is it the doctor? Right, it's, it's probably the doctor, okay? We're working for the doctor. The doctor is accepting our restoration. When we get an Rx with an impression, we're trying to please the doctor. The doctor is trying to please the patient. We're all trying to please the patient, but our client is the doctor, okay? Um, and, <clears throat> you know, when we get a, an instruction to do something wrong or we think it's wrong, like that last sheet, let's say, that says, hey, I want this crown totally out of occlusion or I want this crown high, when we know that the, it's going to be out of occlusion for the patient, our, our, we still have to work for the doctor, we still work for the doctor. That's so, why it's
2: so important for us to read the Rx and also see the doctor's preferences. I think this is very important for us. Sometimes I know that we have so much rush cases, but this is really, really important. And um, the lab will we'll do a good job, and then the doctor will be gonna be happy and the patient is gonna be happy. So that's the goal, right?
1: Yep, and I know BJ's in the room. I wanted to ask BJ a question. And you know, when when a doctor sends us a prescription, okay, and we know that in our minds as technicians, we're gonna do something that maybe is wrong or maybe isn't right, but yet the doctor's specifically asking us for, uh, hey, uh, build up this tooth, design this tooth out of occlusion. Is it our goal as technicians here to continue to follow the doctor's orders or, or do we change and do what's right for the patient? We need to follow the doctor's orders. Okay. There has been cases in the past where doctors asked
0: us to do something. We're like, we're not doing it. Send it to another lab. We've done that before, but that's like, you know, irreparable harm to a patient and to be like a damaging thing. And I think that's only happened a couple times. You know, doctors are asking us to do things that are really, really wrong. But most times, I mean, they're they're the doctor. They're through discretion. They're responsible. Um, you know, the, the patient's the problem. And the doctor is accepting our work, so we follow what they
1: want. When a laboratory uh, sends something... very welcome to make
0: it. You know, nice thing is that, you know, we have a whole team of people that make suggestions every day, and we work with great doctors, and they usually take our suggestions, or they have a reason for it, so... Sometimes the patient, you know, something not ideal, but the patient's like, I don't care, I want it. You know, the doctor told him, you know,
3: this isn't good. It's not going to last. It's going to cause you damage, and the patient wants it anyway, so...
2: Like an AP spread problem, for example, an AP spread violation. So sometimes we see that it's gonna break and then the doctor just go with that. Yep. And then we have to do it.
1: Yeah, uh, someone had a question here. To talk to your supervisor because maybe
2: somebody didn't know that the doctor
3: was
1: asking for this. At least, you know, after. Hey, we're in here, we have uh, uh, Bianca here, we have um, Lillian here. Does anyone have any comment or a question regarding a crown and why we're doing it now, we now fully understand the process and why we're making a crown. Does anyone have a comment or a question? We have, you know, two dentists in the room. Okay. I think the biggest takeaway for everybody in this room, every dental technician, is look at that model mounting before you start working on that restoration. Take notes of how those natural teeth get, the company, how they have fluid, then start working on the case. That's, that's a priority, no matter what kind of restoration. Yeah. And also, like, whose job is it to read the Rx? Is it, is it just the front office and then make a lab ticket? Who's, whose job is it to read the Rx throughout the, huh? Everyone. Everyone. Thank you. Everyone. Every person that gets that case. All right. if That's it. I hope, hope you guys enjoyed and you understand the process now. Thanks for coming. Thanks for listening to the latest from the Row Dental Podcast.
0: For more information about the topics covered in today's episode, visit our website at www.rodentallab.com. Stay informed on the latest dental news by subscribing to the Roe Dental podcast feed on Spotify, Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts.